Hey everybody, welcome to Homeroom with Phil Valentine, a podcast hosted by me, comedian teacher Phil Valentine. Every week I'm going to sit down with a new guest and talk to them about their school experience, what it was like for them every day between the bells. Thanks for tuning in. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, follow, and share with a friend if you like the show. All right, this week's guest is fellow comedian and fellow teacher, Brian Elberg. Uh, Brian is a really funny dude. He's really funny on stage, really funny off stage. You get the same energy no matter what. We've known each other for years now and have always had this little bond of both being a teacher and comedians. So it was a lot of fun for us to talk on, on this side of the looking glass and uh, talk to a fellow teacher about their school experience. And we got into the other side of business as well. So thank you very much. So long. Hey, guys, before we start the show, I just wanted to take a second and ask you to rate the show wherever you listen to it. Go on, give it a rating, uh, give it a review. It means something to the algorithm. It means something to me if it's a good review or if it's a bad review. Uh, Throw me a follow on YouTube, Phil Valentine, putting stuff out uh, from the podcast and not from the podcast. So just wanted to take a second and ask that. Now let the show begin. One of the things they'll ask, you must hear this sometimes when you go to like a professional development where they'll go, now think of some of the questions your students would ask. And it's like, (laughs) are you... My, okay. Can I'll I go to the bathroom? Is yeah. the question they would ask? <laughs> okay. I'll give my kids this reading passage. They'll still ask me my PlayStation handle. Exactly. <laughs> I don't see how, how me bringing that up in this PD is going to matter. And the other idea, I've been trying this joke on stage. It's got nothing, but maybe I'll get something on the podcast. It's like you're just supposed to ask them what they want to learn and then go from there. And I'll ask and they'll be like, oh, if it's a choice, nothing is my <laughs> choice. I want to learn. I want to learn nothing. Yeah. And then yeah. as a teacher, I have to be like... I'm hearing fractions. Is that what you want to learn? Fractions? <laughs> and they're like, no, that's not what I said at all. You know what's less than one and close to nothing? A fraction. That's right? great. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to take that line. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it, there is a lot of just um, – it, it seems like the ideas and the way we want that we want to implement uh, education and the way we – like the way the world is moving so fast – um, and schools are just not keeping up. Like the gap just seems to be growing between um, what we're able to execute and what the expectation is. The, the gap seems to be growing. And I feel like a lot of what people talk about education and even in schools, we talk about it like we're a football team and we're worrying about what the wide receivers are going to do 50 yards down the field. Right. But it's like, can we address the fact that the quarterback is getting sacked on every play? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, Wow. They're just running straight in and tackling me every play. And it's like, we're worried about like the fringes. Yeah. And we need to be focused on blocking and tackling. Yeah. Is what I think. But, I like you know, that. what do I know? Let me ask a teaching question. Hit me. Uh, as it is now, right? Like, teaching's crazy. We were talking off air about mm-hmm. uh, how just left and right people are leaving teaching. Teaching is becoming like. Uh, it, it used to be, I feel like, a thing that people would just transfer into, right? Like they were unhappy as a lawyer, so they would just yes. get a degree, go get grad school, become a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of becoming less and less of that, and especially the pandemic made it so that it's like even less desirable of a profession to some people. So as it is now, would you recommend, like if you met a 20-year-old kid who was not sure, thinking about going to teaching, would you say teaching, would you send them down the teaching path? So I recommend everyone tries teaching because my, 
I would say yes, definitely is the answer because of a couple of things. One, the reasons that people don't go into teaching are, I think, a few, right? One is that people think that we make not a lot of money and we, sh we don't make as much money as we should. But in New York City, we make more than people realize, I would say. I, I agree. When I hear teachers in New York saying that, not New York City, but right. just New York City, like New York is the highest paid teachers in the country. Yeah. So we make, I mean, a first year teacher right now in the city would I make- I still think we should make more. Totally. <laughs> Uh, but a first-year teacher makes sixty grand, right? So that's, right. Uh, that's about as much as you'll make going into some marketing or something like that. I right. would think as an entry-level job, um, the ceiling is lower, which stinks. But right, the the problem with teaching is if, if you're the worst first-year teacher, you make sixty grand, right? And if you're the best first-year teacher, you also make sixty grand. Yeah, that's where it's frustrating. Yes. but I think, and I think it's also like. People also have an idea of what a teacher should be. Right. And it's like a high energy, you know, running around the room, wearing Santa Claus hats in December, like, you know, dressing yes. in costume. And those teachers exist. A hundred percent. And I've had some and they're amazing. And I do some of those things and kids like it and some kids hate it. But some kids, you know. Some kids call you corny. Exactly. <laughs> um, but there's also like room for all different kinds of personality types. As long as you're like an empathetic person yes. who works hard. So yeah. why not give it a shot? And by the way, if you hate it and then you leave after a year, then you'll join the <laughs> the infinite number of other teachers who have left after a year. Right. But yeah, I would say try it because it's also really fun. I totally it's agree <laughs> with that. Like little things like my birthday is more fun because I celebrate it with 11-year-olds. Exactly. You know? Like uh, I can qu quickly answer what my favorite color is because I have kids ask that. So like little weird things yes. that like if you ask your adult friends who don't spend a lot of time with kids, <laughs> kids or kids of their own or any whatever, like – those things are still fun. Of course. I've taught in silly voices before. I taught a class. I taught five minutes of a class in Spanish today, yeah. which wasn't very good. Yeah. But like, can you imagine if you worked in marketing and you were like, I'm going to do this meeting in a British accent? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> People would be like, what? I hate this. Yeah. You can, but they would you know, be like hung up on it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm sorry. Is Brian British or is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, what's going on? What is this? Can you stop doing that? Get to our quarterly report or whatever. But with kids, it's like they think it's, you know, they think it's funny. You're joking around. Yeah. It's a fun. So that's what I love about it. It's one of the many things I like about it. But yeah, that there's opportunities for goofiness and silliness that don't exist other places. Totally. I, I agree with that, like wholeheartedly, because I think like that's part of what, what I love about teaching is uh, the being empathetic and the goofing around and like just creating a place that kids like to come to. Yeah. You know? To me, that's the forefront. I wouldn't say that perhaps in my end of year evaluation. Right. But the, if you have kids who want to be there, then then that's half the battle. Yeah, I have a, I have one girl who's um, I, I sing a song every day when she comes in the class, and today I was like setting up, right. and she came in and she was like, "What the heck? There's no song today," and I was just like, "Get back in the hallway," <laughs> and she ran back outside, and I sang the song, and she came in. It's like. <laughs> Where else can you do that? I mean, that's just a good time. Right, right. That's just a good time. And those are the things you remember more than you remember at test scores. Can't do that when the witness walks into the courtroom <laughs> if you're a lawyer. <laughs> May I call the, the witness sweet Caroline? <laughs> so guilty. <laughs> um, so, Brian, I think me and you could talk teaching all day. Yes. I think we've nearly done it in the past. Yes. Uh, but let's take it to the other side of the looking glass. Let's do it. We're going to talk about little Brian Elberg today. Oh, my goodness. We're going back 
to the past. Gets me geared up for therapy later, but yeah, let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. So let's. Uh, I know we're talking about a specific time, but I don't yeah. even t- tell me the place. Where did you grow up? I want to go back to kindergarten and take it from there. Sure. So I grew up in Montclair, New Jersey. Okay. And I went to the same school from kindergarten through senior year of high school. Really, like uh, a one-building schoolhouse? Not a one-building schoolhouse, <laughs> but I went to <laughs> no, with a school marm. I didn't have a school marm. I had a. Uh, I went to a private school called Montclair Kimberly Academy that had three campuses, all in Montclair. Okay. And we, um, yeah, from kindergarten through senior year of high school, with a lot of the same kids the whole time. Wow. Okay. So was it uh, was it boarding school, private? No, just private school, non um, non parochial, I guess. Is that okay. non religious? So yeah, yeah non religious. Okay. Private school. Um, so did you have kids coming from all over the place? Did you live near there? So I did live near there. I lived in Montclair from and other towns around there for most for my whole life. That's okay. my parents still live there. Um, and yeah, that's I lived around there. But we did have kids coming from all over, which was one of the. That is a, a bummer that people don't realize. Like my friends lived like 45 minutes away from my house, which yeah. wasn't an ideal. So this is something I've, I've talked about on here is like you kind of, if, if you have like neighborhood friends that went to like the public school. Right. And then your nine to five friends that you see. <laughs> right. During the school day, maybe you play sports with. Whatever exactly. It is. Yeah. So did you hang out with your school friends outside of school or not? Oh, yeah. Much? Yeah. Yeah. That was I didn't really have many friends outside of school or in school, but I had. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I had, but the friends that I had were in school friends. Okay. And most of them lived in a town called West Orange, which is, you know, I had friends who lived 30 minutes, 40 minutes from me. Okay. And that was kind of standard. All right. Taking the bus to school, getting a ride. So I took the bus when I was in elementary school. Okay. When I was in elementary school, my bus driver, Fran, was like an old lady out of central casting who was, you know, like, Dude. This, like the, like in my mind, she was had half a cigarette hanging down while she was driving. Dude. She I... knocked over our garbage can once and dragged it all the way down the street. My mom <laughs> and I had to go get it. Um, and then after the third grade, I started getting a ride. I'm trying my parents, what happened was, Something happened. I don't remember what it was, I guess, but yeah. I started getting a ride from my parents. All right. Dude, those old school bus drivers, old school bus drivers, they yeah. <laughs> had like, there was no bus monitors back then. None. They had the run of the bus with a three foot long freaking rear view window that they would watch everybody on the bus turn around and snap. And then just, and then they had my, my elementary school bus driver. What was her name? His name, Charlie Spring, he was a scab for the Jets. Like when there was a player strike, he played oh during the player goodness. strike. That's incredible. I don't think Fran played for the Jets, but she uh Maybe she, she saw she was, Charlie play yeah. in Jersey. She was a tough lady. Um, yeah, so that I, I took the bus early on. And, uh, and then after that, probably around fourth grade, I guess, my... Uh, my dad started to drive me. My mom drove me the first day of fourth grade, who also taught at the school. But oh, she had to be no at the way. school earlier. So my mom's an elementary school teacher, has been for 50 years. But she uh, she taught at the elementary school. Okay. She drove me the first day of middle school, and we left, like, too late. Yeah. And she literally, like, was just, like, in a long line of cars, pulled up, like, barely stopped the car, dropped me off at the wrong entrance. With, like, <laughs> and I, it's the first day in a new building, so I have, like... All my supplies. I got like Every- I got like my big brown bag of like markers and stuff, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, "Is this the school?" Is and there a just, locker somewhere? Just sent me into the wrong building. Sent me in the wrong entrance. Yeah. I walked in. I was like, "I'm here for school." They were like, "What are you doing? This is the wrong entrance." <laughs> <laughs> and then she never drove me again. That was a one-time situation. So your mom t- 
taught at the, the elementary school you mm -hmm. went to. Yes. Uh, yes. She started teaching second grade there when I was in the third grade. Okay. Yeah. Let, before we even jump into that, I want to know, do you think, did that push you into teaching at all? Did that make you want to teach? I think probably. Okay. I think probably. I think that what my mom and I have in common is that we are both high energy sort of what I would call like positive people. Yeah. And I think that teaching attracts that I kind of- I would describe you that way. <laughs> Thank you. And I think that also just like the thing that like school had a lot of value and it was like important to be good at school. Right. And so right. I think that that is attractive when you're looking for a job is like right. I want a job that has value and importance. And I think that that's probably one of the things that led me there. All right. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, all right. So bringing it back to elementary school, yep. you're- you're in you're in the K to five building, I'm guessing. So it was uh, pre K to three. Oh, I had four, a similar situation. Yeah, they four to it, eight, and then high school. Oh, we had a pre K to two, and then three to five, six to eight. Okay. Yeah, which I think is better. I think it's better to have a smaller grade band in a building. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree because fourth graders and eighth graders are really not the same people at all. Exactly. <laughs> like at no point I so I teach in a pre K to eighth building and they keep it like pretty separate, but it's one cafeteria, one gym, and it's like at what point? What like like there there should never be a pre K or passing a seventh grader to go to the bathroom. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean that is. It's like a different. I mean, it's, yeah. it's almost like a different species. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, like nuts. And like when you when you're in preschool, you're basically in like the diapers. Yeah, when you're in eighth yeah. grade, there are kids in eighth grade like partying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like smoking their vapes. Yeah, exactly. Offering a preschool like ahead of a vape in the bathroom because <laughs> they happen to be there at the same time. That doesn't seem like a good look. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, wait, what was I going to add? My school was pre-K to three and then four to eight. Oh, yeah. So we, we've talked about like reading and yeah. topics and stuff. So um, you read Gladwell? I do. Love Gladwell. So he has interesting things to say about school, Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. And, You're talking and class size? Class size. And I don't remember if this was specifically about schools or just about communities, but like the fact that you can only have like 250 relationships yes right mm -hmm. so it's like i think it's nuts that we have thousand person school like i think yeah there should be k to two schools with 200 kids in them and like 50 staff everybody yeah. knows everybody kind yep. of thing um i think that's more of an infrastructure problem that we have these huge buildings now yeah. you know but well that's one i mean bloomberg tried to break this is more political but bloomberg tried to break the schools up that's why we have a lot of these high schools now where it's like there's four high schools four in high a building schools. Which it's because they tried to do that, and there's yeah. pluses to it, which is everybody knows everybody. Right. But the cons are that now you need four times as many principals. Right. And a yeah. principal is an important person. Again, like it comes back to like that building. You right. Know? Like if, eh. I, I've seen setups like that. Again, like I'm talking about my school, but it would be like four different high schools in one mm -hmm. building, but all sharing a gym. And it's like right. it gets murky. Yes. You know? um, all right. So... Back to elementary school, yep. little Brian walking mm -hmm. around the halls. Yeah. What What do you like? Are you a quiet kid? Are you a uh, class clown? What are we talking? So I would say basically through mm, probably through like most of high school, I was kind of like an ideal student. Okay. I was pretty much like I just liked school. Good grades. Good. So good grades. And then in high school and good grades, never the best grades, okay. but good grades. But 90s good, student. 80s, 80s and 90s, yeah. B's, B's and A's. I was a B minus kid. Yeah? Yeah. So I was um, 
I wasn't. I mean, B minus. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yikes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if I could do the yes. rest of the show. <laughs> this is like I'm the the Montagues and the Capulets. So <laughs> um, that minus says a lot. And the minus, the minus is a big, a wide grade band. That minus. <laughs> It's because they didn't have the elementary school set up the way I'm talking. That yeah, was exactly. Problem, you you know? would have been, been an A-. I didn't hit my potential. So <laughs> I was um, – so, yeah, I was – I was elementary school, we didn't get grades. But young elementary school, I was really – Didn't get grades. Like, was that a private school initiative? Like, you um, just We started getting grades thing. in sixth grade is when we started getting grades. But even – Did but, you get report cards and stuff? Yeah, we got, like, write-ups. Like, they would, like, write up, like – Just this. comments. Yeah. And I was pretty much – like pretty much, pretty much on the money. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, teachers, it's, that's just as good as grades. If yeah. Like Brian, you know, sticks his head in the sandbox. They, that's as good as an F. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm not. We don't do grades at this school, but yeah. if we did, Brian's grade would be fucking fabulous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we didn't. I was, but I was a good kid, good student. Um. Generally liked by teachers. You know, had a couple friends here and there. Yeah. I was just like doing schoolwork. Yeah. It, like, here's Often the kind of teacher's favorite. I think probably, yeah. Same here's, boat, same boat. Here's, <laughs> they could have done something about those B minuses. <laughs> yeah, they, they were probably C pluses. But. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> um, here's like the kind of student I was, right? This is, I think I was in the fourth grade or fifth grade when this happened, right? Okay. My mom reminds me of this. But I literally said to my mom at one point, like, mom, did you know that there are kids who don't do their homework. I was literally like, they know it's assigned. They didn't forget. Because I, I, I've always been a fairly forgetful person. So yeah, there would yeah. be times when I would like forget my book at school and wouldn't do my homework. Right? right, right. That would happen. But I literally was like, there are kids who just don't do it. Like they know that it's assigned and they just decide they're not going to do it. And I was like, my mom was like, I know there's kids like that. They're not, like, don't, you're not going to be one of those kids or something Hush like up, that. Hush up, Brian. You don't need to, don't and, talk about that. And that was literally, that was kind of like my mindset. It like yeah. didn't occur to me. To not do the best in school until probably like college, to be honest. Dude, well, this is a situation. This is like a similar, not congruent situation. Yeah. Uh, Geometry. Where, <laughs> where I remember going like I in middle school, I got like my first bad friend. You know, like it's yeah. the first time you're away from your your like homogenous class. Mm -hmm. You have hallway friends. And I had a, a bad friend, Georgie Wright. He'll never hear this. Uh, he's the and, and I remember going to his house. And his brother, like him, his brother and the mom arguing and the brother saying to the mom, like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And in my head, I was like, here we go. It's I mean, you you don't talk to moms like that. Yeah, like, that's it. And it was just like part of the conversation. And I was just like, I was like a cartoon, like jaw dropped, eyes turned to slot machines. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding? Like. My mom would have my head in the friggin' KitchenAid if it I would. Of, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I like am sweating hearing that story. Dude, like, <laughs> I was just like, kids talk bad like that yeah. to their parents. Yes. yes, he doesn't mean that. I didn't I, curse at all. Like I didn't. Just yeah. this, you know. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. I was just a rules guy. Yeah, I was yeah, a yeah, rules yeah. guy even through most of high school. I was a rules. You guy. ever like lose a recess or something? So I would lose recesses, and I, I got in when I would get in a little bit of trouble. It was always for like little tiny things, and I would lose recesses, and there was always like for nonsense. Like I once like lost a recess because I like fell down a bunch at recess, and so my clothes would be like dirty. Yeah, yeah. And so my fourth grade teacher, Miss Brown, the worst, would be like, <laughs> she was like, you can't go out for recess anymore. I was like. I'm having That's what fun. recess is for. Yeah. It's like I and I would 
I wasn't like getting dirt balls and throwing them. I like right. fell over. Right, right. You were running around <laughs> so, the field or whatever. I mean that, and I was, you know, I was in high school. I was late every once in a while, so I got, you know, I'd get a detention for being late a few times. But yeah. I wasn't. Uh, but no, not really. Here's, like, we're going to real elementary school. I once we would have like timeout. We had to go sit at the table. Yeah. And I once got told to sit at the table because my friend Mark Bylanchik, good guy, had a green shirt on and he was like chewing it. Yeah. And the teacher said. It's, Mark, that shirt's not a vegetable, even though it's green. And I thought that was like the funniest joke. <laughs> it, was, it was like 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 uh, Carlin at Carnegie yeah, Hall. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I couldn't stop laughing. And she was like, go to the table. And I like went, I felt so bad when I got home. I had to write down. My, my mom was like, how are you? I was like, bad. And she was like, what happened? And she was like, is everything okay? Like, And I had to like write down, not even on paper. I like had to like write it like this, that I like got sent to the table. Yeah, that's how good they know. I was not getting in trouble ever, <laughs> dude. That is, and like, you're punishing yourself more than any other punishment that'd be dealt out. Like your mom wasn't like, of oh, course, now you're gonna get the belt. You exactly. Get the belt. And my mom, my my parents probably thought it was so funny, like how much I, they were just like, yeah. all right, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like when you went to bed that night, they were like, Brian really freaked out about the table today. <laughs> yes. <huh?"> yes. <laughs> Uh, how about elementary school? What was your lunch situation? Were you bringing lunch? Were you buying lunch? Bringing. Br- I, I brought until... Um, Brown bag? You got a lunchbox? Um, lunchbox. My mom packed great lunches. We had to get a cold cut sandwich. Nice. Typically a bag of chips. Maybe a little piece of... Maybe a little applesauce or another piece of fruit. And then a dessert. That's a serious was, lunch, She brought dude. serious dessert. I was doing a little trading. I was like a young GM in there trading stuff around. Dude, bring me back to those lunch table trades. Yeah. Because... It was like it was like the Merc in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like the the charity case of of like uh, really. What was your lunch trades, situation? Dude. So my dad is like a health nut. My dad is. Like, oh uh, yeah, your dad is like an ultra marathon guy, yeah, right? Like, uh, unofficially, like he, on his 60th birthday, he ran 60 miles. Yes, this is the story I remember. Yes, so he is he, and he's always been like uh, super healthy. He he's like me. He's got a sweet tooth, but he runs 20 miles in the morning. Okay. He doesn't put it on, you know. <laughs> um, so like when we were kids, my dad, he was a vegetarian. So like he just didn't make a good sandwich. Me and my brother would get like uh, a sandwich, a white bread sandwich, you know. And like when your mom makes it, she lays the cold cuts so they're thick. Right. And like matches the bread side with the right bread side. Right. You know, my dad would do it. It looked like. <laughs> A jigsaw puzzle that was like oblong. He would <laughs> lay two flat pieces of, of cold cut. Like if he gave, he wouldn't give us like the whole Oreo pack. He would break it in half between me and my brother. Oh, it was that's, like, I mean, what are we doing here? It was brutal. I mean, it's like, you're like Oliver cool. Twist over there. <laughs> exactly, dude. And I'm trying to sound cool, say Oreo pack. It was more often Fig Newtons that came two in a pack and he would give us one. So you're showing up to dessert with a singular fig Newton, dude, for years, for years, oh my I would God. just go into, I used to have one of those five gallon change jugs, you know, you yeah. know, and my elementary school was, was always my elementary school years. I was fish and change out so I could buy an Otis Punkemeyer cookie. That's now, now we're talking. Yeah. Cause I dude, I did not have the, the guns at the trading table. Yeah. I mean, but did you, were you buying the cookie to, to deal it? Was it a sign and trade, or were you or were you just doing it to eat it? It was it was a mixed bag. You okay, know? you don't get high on your own supply, but sometimes fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Sometimes it had to be, man. Um, 
All right, so fourth, fifth grade, now we're getting close to middle school. Yeah. Did you start playing sports in middle so school? Because you grabbed me as an athlete. I so I'm I so this is I had a conversation with my brother about this the other day. My brother said that I reached the highest heights anyone in our family's ever reached when I played bitty basketball, kindergarten <laughs> through third grade. I was like the my, like if you asked me in like the third grade, what are you gonna do? I would be like, I'm like I'm gonna be better than Michael Jordan. Like Michael <laughs> Jordan is a good basketball player. I'm a great basketball player. <laughs> I was so good, K through three. But the reason I was so good is because I was literally, I mean, my school had 20 people in the grade, 30 people in the grade. And so I was probably the best. Right. There was one other kid who was even good. He didn't even play. Okay. So it was like, just, I was just dominant. Yeah. Yeah. And then I kept that going through into middle school, played basketball. Did things start to equal even out on the playing field? So like I was a late bloomer, like puberty. I'm like still going through puberty. So like, <laughs> like if you, there are pictures of me, I'll show you a picture of me in a minute from my freshman year of high school. Right. And people literally think I'm nine years old in the picture. Okay. So start, things started to even out. <laughs> yes. I, things started to even out. And then, so like by sixth, seventh grade, I was like an okay basketball player. Okay. And then like an okay baseball player. Okay. And then... High school, you know, I got past even even more dramatically. <laughs> um, so I did play sports, lo always loved sports. Middle school, I would say it was basically middle school. I was like a decent athlete, right? I was okay. I was a squad player. Okay. I could, I could, uh, I was, I got some minutes here and there. By high school, I was basically Rudy. Like, <laughs> I won. <laughs> I won. So not, I'm Rudy in the sense, like literally. I so I won every coach's award on every team I ever played on. Okay. So, did you know what the coach's award is? It's like best effort, right? Yeah, it's like the friend zone of yeah. awards. <laughs> it's like we like having you around, but we're not giving you serious minutes, right? Yeah, we couldn't get you time on the field. So I just, I just hustled everywhere. Good attitude, uh, good, good glue guy. Yeah. Won every coach's award, but never was a was, and then also like was never really a star player, and also like in basketball. We were a good team my senior year. I was like Rudy, like I said. They would just chant like "Put in Elberg," like when we were up, like, and it was like, and I would just go nuts because like I wasn't as much into. I didn't do shows really or perform. I probably I like that more as an adult. I should wish I'd done more of it then. But hear that. But like I would be like a showman on the court. Like I, like if I scored, I would like just go nuts. Like I would be like pumping people up and yeah, like doing yeah. some of this and like you know all those things. You got like Hulk Hogan out there. Yeah, and keep in mind I never scored a meaningful basket because right, we right. were winning by forty points every game I played. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Was it just basketball? Did you so, do any other sports? So in middle school, I ran a little track, and I was pretty good at that. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, I played baseball, basketball, okay. and baseball, and I was not good at that ever. Okay. <laughs> but got the coaches award. Coaches award every year. Every year. <laughs> coaches would say things like, if everyone on this team had as much heart as Brian did, we'd be oh. undefeated. <laughs> but I wouldn't even play. Like, that's how bad. <laughs> Dude, that is literally the Rudy speech. Like, it, when 100%. he's getting yelled at, when yeah. Vince Vaughn's getting yelled at. You just summed up your whole sorry career yeah, in Notre yeah. Dame. <laughs> <laughs> if you had half the heart as Rudiger. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that now. I do say that to people all the time when they do something that is not good. When, when someone does something that sort of is something that they always do and they sort of do something that's emblematic of it, I will say you just summed up your whole sorry career at Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's the element of Vince Vaughn. But I was basically, that speech happened all the time. And I was like, look, I just like to hustle. Yeah. Um, but I wish I had done, this was something I saw in, in the, questions you were talking about before like something i wish i could say to myself back then yeah, is okay, like this is perfect i was gonna ask you advice yeah. to younger you so one of the things as it relates to sports is like i wish 
I've always been really fast. Okay. Like on all these teams, I was one of the faster people. I wish someone had sat me down and been like, hey, man, like, you know, there are sports where all you do is run. <laughs> and you could be like one of the better players on those teams or at least like serviceable. Wait, but baseball involves track, like you said, in, in middle, middle school, school and I was good. And then I was like, eh, I'm done with this. Yeah. And then but like baseball is like you only get to run if you get on base. Yeah. And I wasn't ever getting on base. So I was just like, what value do you even have to this team? Okay. And basketball similarly. Did you just love baseball as a sport? I did. I love okay. baseball as a sport. I sort of had like, you know, like the romantic view of playing baseball and feel the dreams and all that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. and baseball still is my favorite sport to watch. Okay. But it's like even soccer, right. which I now like more as an adult, a lot more running. Right. I would have been, I was much more suited to play like any sport right. that would have been, um, that would have actually used any of the strengths that I have. Because <laughs> it's like remarkable. Like I'll go back and play in like the alumni game. Yeah. And I'm the only one who still is like getting up and down the court. Okay. And like, but it also, but also I still can't dribble or <laughs> so it's, it's just like my, my only point is like, I should have just played sports that I could have had any chance played to be good at. strengths. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one piece of advice it's I would helpful. definitely give. Yeah. It's, it, but you do wish being surrounded by teachers and coaches that somebody might've given you that advice. Some person ever could have been like, Hey man, yeah. like you're bad at this. Yeah. But you're fast, but you're really fast. So why don't you just try, just give it a shot to run cross country and see what yeah. happens. I, I, are you a runner now or am I? Yeah, big time. Because I was gonna say you have that runner vibe, like that you have the the you you have the runner's build, but I could just see it. You do have like the you're I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're slender. <laughs> thank you, oh, thank you. You're um, a hunk. Oh well, now you're talking. I mean, slender was a little <laughs> passive aggressive, but hunk, I'll take. Um, yeah, so I've always I got more into running during college. Okay. Um, because I stopped playing competitive sports and I was yeah. just like, I'll just, I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I got more into running then and have gotten increasingly more into it running as an adult. Me, dude, it's just like, it's the worst part of every sport. What? <laughs> I hate running. So what sports did you play? I rode crew in high school. Okay. Uh, and that was it. I got, I tried out for football in middle school, got mm -hmm. cut both years. Oh, really? I wrestled in middle school. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. It, yeah. It, oh, and three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You got bodied a few times. Really? Yeah. Uh, and like just my stupidity. I did it. I knew it wasn't like WWF, but I think it was just like the word wrestling. I was like, I'll do that. Yeah. You know, like my brother. <laughs> I like the idea of the other guys in a singlet yeah. and you like kick in the door. <laughs> like you kick in the door with a robe, like drop the robe <laughs> off. You're like pumping the crowd up. You're like running like slide. <laughs> You just treat it like a WWE and the kid pins you in like four seconds. Yeah. Oh, dude, completely. Like I sucked at it. I, to be honest, I was never, there was never a sport that I was going to, I enjoyed playing basketball the most. I played like CYO yeah. basketball. I played like in school. I'm talking about school sports was only uh rowing crew wrestling, got cut from football, but I played like CYO basketball, pop Warner football, yep. that kind of stuff when I was younger. Um, I played a year of football in middle school, which was the worst I did at any sport by a lot, <laughs> <laughs> by a significant margin. Um, yeah, did you get clobbered? So yeah, it was more like I didn't know. I joined in eighth grade. I should have if I was going to play football, I should have joined earlier mm -hmm. because like in eighth grade they sort of expect, and I was like a slender person then. Yeah, yeah. And so like I would just get like hit really hard and just be like, "This is horrific." Like, yeah. I was, and then I couldn't tackle. Yeah, I like, didn't have the form to tackle. Right. And when right. you don't have the form to tackle, people kind of assume you're like a wuss. Right. And I was like, I'll, I don't know, 
I'll run into a wall. I don't know how to do. I like, don't know yeah. how to. I don't have the form to like or the coordination to do it. That was the perfect time for for a coach to sit you down and be like, "We do have cross country." Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know you like run, you know you're pretty quick at running by people as a wide receiver. <laughs> just keep running, and that's keep the going. sport. That's the whole thing. You're it's done. Like, it's like uh, Forrest Gump there. Yes, just I just felt, I just felt like running. Um, <laughs> so that probably would have been a better better suited for me. But I so I do. But also had a lot of fun playing those sports. Yeah. So, you know, what can you do? Yeah, fair enough. How about outside of uh, sports? Any extracurriculars? So, not, I did student government. Me too. I did, uh, I did student government middle school. I was in student government every year, I think. High school, I was in student government sophomore year. What, what positions were you? So, this is, you want to hear controversy. But by the way, this is going to be a whole, we're going to have a whole t- heel turn on the podcast. Someone, <laughs> someone, someone I mentioned earlier. As wow! All right, you want a story? Comes full circle. Go. Bring it up. It does. So middle school, we just had representatives. We didn't have specific positions. I don't think. Okay. Then in high school, I didn't run freshman year. Then sophomore year, me and my friend Mark Bylanchik. Yes, the same Mark Bylanchik <laughs> who was chewing his turtleneck. <laughs> we said we're going to run president, vice president. Uh-oh. Right. We both win. We were oh. good pals. We both win sophomore year. Then junior year. We go to run again. President, vice president. Mark wins. I lose. Oh. Tough. Yeah. To Sheridan Watson. (laughs) She beat me. (laughs) Then, fair and square, she beat me. You know? Then, senior year, Mark and I had a plan. He was going to run for president. I was going to run for vice president with him as a ticket. You you ran as a ticket senior year. Going to run a smear campaign on Watson. So, we were going. And then we had a whole operation. But then, guess what? Mm. Mark Bialanchik. Screwed you? Picks Sheridan Watson to be his running mate. No. Yes, he does. Wow. Big development. <laughs> and I would say, I mean, not you know, I mean, we can pull data here, but the fundraising that the prom committee did was pretty big during the Elbrick years. Let me just tell you that, my friend. Uh, <laughs> um, they were we both on the ticket. <laughs> so then here we go. So then, and here's, I pulled the data. I pulled the data. The only reason I lost was because the seniors, the outgoing seniors, got to vote. Oh. And that was the only and they and they didn't and a lot of them didn't know that they could vote. So oh. like my friends on the basketball team literally like, oh I would have voted for you. I didn't know that we could vote. Damn. So there's some votes there. Wow. Um and this is gonna I mean I'm not still angry about it, but I <laughs> but I do feel like I was screwed. Uh, dude, um, I I hear that. But uh yeah. So there you go. I don't know if I could post this on Facebook anymore after saying that story, but uh, <laughs> just harboring resentments over a 15-year-old student government issue. But yeah, but I like being a student government. It was really, <laughs> it was fun. Did you guys have um, a student government office? No. Oh, we, we never did. had a student government office. We did, and it was it was the Wild West. It was really? lawless. We had like an N64 back there. Uh, it was. I did student government. Not exactly good years. government. You guys were, no. were were people running to campaigns, to, tri- <laughs> to, you know, to spending too much money on N sixty fours, and we got to <laughs> trim the fat. I lost my senior year. I was running for um, maybe vice president of the class, not of the school, but just of the senior class. Yeah, and okay. I lost. Um, to I who? was well accustomed to losing uh, at that point. <laughs> yeah. I do, here's the thing, dude. I got third place. And I don't, I I can appreciate some of the things you're saying because I, 
it pisses me off that I can't even remember. I'm, I'm messing up some of the details. But I remember Brevin D'Angelo got second place. And I thought that it was like a little bit of a insurance policy that they put him in second place. Like, I believe that I lost, but I thought I got second place. And they pushed him in case, like... Um, the other person quit or something. Why like did that. why did they didn't want you? Are you too revolutionary? Hey, well, I mean, I don't I know what kind of institutions? Word, but I would say maybe we like, talking banning Fig Newtons. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> we're, we're talking spending a little more time in the in the lounge playing the N sixty four than doing <laughs> the student government work. Got it. But then got I it. got appointed as like senior pick or whatever. You know, where, yeah. where it's like the come on, come on board. The, yeah. The. Uh, the participation trophy, right? Um, Coaches award. Yeah, but I did. I enjoyed doing student government. It was a yeah. lot of fun. Um, yeah, me too. Did, so did you go? So uh, for us, student government was like planning a lot of the dances. I know you mentioned prom committee and stuff. Yeah. Did so we had to raise. The big thing was like planning dances, raising money for. Um, there was raising money for our prom, right? Okay. And then also our school. While I was there, I think. Sophomore year, freshman year, we we instituted these houses. Okay. It was almost like Harry Potter, so we have to play in a lot of like the house competitions and cool. stuff. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Did uh did you go to like all your events, proms and homecomings and all that? So no, I was kind of a. So this is where I was kind of like weird. Like, I didn't really go to a lot of the dances if I could avoid them. Okay. I basically like thought I was like Larry David. Like I was basically like I'm. You know, this isn't for me. I'm at it. I don't want to do any of this. Yeah. I was also. I was really, 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 really awkward. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially around girls, like really, just like awkward and shy. Okay. But so much so, but so much so that I just be like, I just won't go to that. Right. Like, right. like, like I feel like in the movie, this is funny because I feel like in the movie, in like the movie, there's someone who is like the shy kids are like in the corner drinking punch and like, oh, I don't, I can't go up to her. She's too cute. Yeah. Whereas my attitude was like, why did I go to that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stay home. Like I was below those kids. Dude, I would just be like, why would I, I'm going to go to this dance and I've always liked older music too. Mm-hmm. So from like, I was kind of like a pretentious douche about it, yeah. but I would be like, I hate this n- new music, whatever. Yeah. Why would I go to this dance where I'll feel embarrassed and weird right. when I could stay home and play Madden yeah. and have fun? Right. And actually enjoy your night. Yes, exactly. And so it was a lot of, uh. So yeah, I was like, I was not really going to a lot of those. I would go to, I went to some of them, went to a few of the, uh, went to one of the uh, Sadie Hawkins dances, went to the prom my senior year, but not my junior year. Okay. So I'd sprinkle it in. I wasn't a total loner, but I didn't go to a lot of those okay. events. Okay. All right. Yeah. You kept them guessing. Yeah. I kept, <laughs> you know what it was? This was, and I, I didn't drink or really party at all in high school. I didn't drink at all. Okay. And I didn't really go to a lot of parties, but because of that, and because I was basically like Rudy. I remember this like I did show up at a party once and it was like, oh my God, he's like, people were like, the classic like nerd loser who like comes in like the last party and people are like, yeah, he's here. <laughs> like this guy, this guy actually showed up. And so I was like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, so that was kind of a fun role to have. Yeah. You know, did kind you, of a non-threatening guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, drink or anything in high school? Or no, no, not uh, not a drop. Wow. Didn't didn't want to. Yeah, I get that. Didn't want to at all. Do you or did you did did that just me being curious and nosy? So one more time, sorry. Just out of curiosity, did like did you ever become a drinker? Oh, so then no? yeah, so then I'm in in regards to drinking, I'm like the classic. This is a story I've not told anywhere. You want a story? Here <laughs> I we go. Lie, here we go. <laughs> so this is a um. So I didn't drink at all in high school, right? Not a drop. Summer after high school, I started, I, dr- I drank once or twice, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I was sort of the classic kid that you hear about who like doesn't drink at all and then doesn't know how to handle it when he goes to college. Yes. Taste the freedom. Two months into college. So like I, I didn't drink immediately in college either. I sort of would try every once in a while and I did okay. Yeah. Then two months into college, I had never, I don't think I'd ever really been, I'd maybe been drunk before once. Right. I just went like just way too hard. Yeah. Blacked out hard. Peed on my friend's floor in their dorm. <laughs> Like to the point where I woke up the next day, had no idea how I got home. And my roommate was like, I woke up and I was like, this is what a hangover is. Like, I feel shitty. Yeah. I went and like showered. I still remember that I lived across from the bathroom. My bathroom was locked. So I was like, oh, of course, my first hangover. I got to like find another shower in the building. Right. And I like went to another friend's dorm. And then my roommate came and found me. And he was like, dude, I'm never speaking to you again. He was like, that was horrific. He was like, you peed all over their room. It was so embarrassing. (laughs) Like. What the hell is wrong with like? What's wrong with you? Freshman year roommate. This is my well, my freshman year roommate, reverse heel turn. This he's still my best pal. I'm I'm officiating his wedding uh, a couple months from now. Wow. But yeah, so that guy Andrew Galblatt, still my best pal. But uh, yeah, so like that was sort of me. So I like went way too hard out of the gate. Okay. Um. I made it up to everyone. I was, you know, I did that thing where you text people the next day and you're like, I'm an idiot. I hate myself. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy, you know, I'll buy you new stuff to replace yeah. whatever you need to me to replace. I was buying dinner for people because I felt so bad. Oh my God. To the point where they were like, all right, man, we get it. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal. You got drunk in college. Take it easy. Dude, this, um, is, this goes back to you having to write down table for your parents. A hundred percent. It's all pipes, Jerry. All, it's, yeah. all, <laughs> it's all the same thing. And then, and I still have a little bit of that in me. Like, I don't drink much okay and i will still have a night a couple weeks ago where it's like i that was just way too like you know Balls you sort of wall. you just sort of a full scent is what i call it where i sort of like i can go out to dinner and have like a beer with a friend or two beers with a friend but if it's a night where like going crazy is like a possibility i will it will often do it and it's no nah, yeah. it's not ideal <laughs> i'm working i'm working on it I'm working um, on yeah it. but yeah all right, right but yeah on. i peed on peed on my friend's floor yeah um and that was yeah, that was two months into college, I believe. Wow. All right. Yeah. And all the people that I peed in front of are still literally all my best friends that I see all the time. Yeah. yeah. And it's the kind of thing where you... I literally remember having the thought, like, at least I go. To, I went to Boston University. Right. So I remember having the thought of, like, at least this school is so big that I never have to see any of these people. <laughs> and then they're all still <laughs> literally my best friends. Friend. They live blocks from me in New York randomly and... And yeah. probably in the years of college, more than one of them had a similar night to... Get yes, but I was kind of the first one. So it's yeah. kind of like... And I guess I wasn't even the first one, but I was the worst one. Yeah. And uh, so then still kind of something I get made... And because I'm open to being made fun of, I still get made fun of for that all the time. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have certain things like that where it's like, you know, the party night got to me. And yeah. it's just like... I'm, I... I don't drink anymore, but uh, yeah, I, I squeezed a lot of it in my twenties. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I have one month of my twenties to go, so maybe I'll just wow. <laughs> a couple more full sends and then I'll call it off. <laughs> a full, I like that a full send. Yeah. Um. All right, bringing it back to school. One, yeah. A couple, couple things I want to let's do it. Yeah. Two favorite teacher K to twelve. Ken Bechet. Ken Bechet. What grade? Eighth grade history. Okay. Great. So he was a teacher. Literally, he's a teacher where like he just talk about a full send. He was a full send for teaching. Okay. Like every day was just like a home run. Like he just showed up and just went hard every day. Yeah. He would literally show up in costume. Like he was the American history teacher, eighth grade. He would show up in like period dress sometimes. Dude, I and had sort of take you through like it. That. And he wouldn't even be like. There's some teachers now. I think maybe I recognize it more as an adult who would do things like, who would do things like that. 
And they're like, look at me doing this thing. He right. just like loved doing it for us. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he taught us. I still remember a lot of the lessons we did. And I still remember um, my favorite lesson ever. And I've tried to do this with students. And it hasn't worked as well as he did it. But he, he we come into class and he's like, guys, I, was, I, whole had, I had a whole lesson plan today. But I read this article in the New York Times this morning. And we have to scrap it because this is more important. And he handed us an article. And the article was about how they were increasing the voting age to like 25. Okay. And he was like, what do you guys think of this? And we were all like, this is terrible. We got to do something about it, blah, 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 blah. And we sit down and he's like, what can we do about it in this room? What can we do about it? And people are like, we can raise a fundraiser. We can do this. We can call these people. Do we know any famous people? Do we know that, you know? And so we had this whole plan for how we we're going to fight this law. And then at the end of class, he was like, now this is a fake article that I wrote. But like, and then the lessons were a few things. Like, look at all the rights that we like can lean on basically to try to fight this law. Right, right. right. Look at all of the, look at all we, and look at all we can do in this room. Look how powerful we are in this yeah. room to be able to fight this law. Just, yeah. just here with 12 of us or whatever. Wow. And it was, it was incredible. And then it was, you can go from there to like, we're going to protest because we have the right to assemble because we have the right to free speech. We can write against this. Right? right, right. And you can sort of build in all of those principles and ideas. Wow. And I still, I mean, that was eighth grade. I still remember it very well yeah um you ever see him after so i have seen him a few times and i got to see him this is a cool thing i got to do i got to see him at a race a few years ago he was volunteering at the thanksgiving day race my family does wow and i went up to him i was like hey mr Bechet. he's like hey and i i think he remember you know i said my name so i think that that kind of yeah i'm sure yeah. he would have remembered me because i'm the best but i'm i also <laughs> think that i said my name and we talked for a minute and I was like, I just want to thank you. I was like, I use, I'm teaching, I've been teaching for seven years and I use your lesson whenever I get asked about the best lesson I ever had. And when I get asked in an interview about the best lesson I ever had, that's the one I bring up. Wow. And yeah. And, he must uh, have loved hearing that. I'm sure that he did love hearing it and I'm sure that he hears it all the time. Yeah, sure. Because as much as I loved him, there were other teachers that I think... There are, there are some teachers where, like, the art teacher in high school, like Bruce Springsteen. So I'm sure that, like, that guy remembers me as, right. like, the... But I'm sure that Ken Bechet has, has having people come up to him all the time and say that he's the best teacher they ever had. Wow. Because he probably is. Wow. Um, I had a lot of really great teachers, but he's definitely the best one. Top dog. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Did you have a lot of guy teachers? I think it was a pretty even mix. High school, probably more guy teachers than middle school and elementary school. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I had... I'm trying to remember. I feel like I had more. I had only one high school female math teacher, Dr. Khan from Russia. Okay. She was not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I preferred Brian Kuzer, who I had senior year, who um, did we had the same name, which is cool. And then he also wrote a paper on baseball statistics in college, which is wow. like exactly what I wanted to do yeah. at the time. I think um, you've talked about that. Before. Yes, I've talked about my project I did for a May term with yes, him, okay. where I invented a statistic in baseball and measured it over a month. What statistic? It was a way to measure the effectiveness of relief pitching. Okay. And basically the theory I had is now being used by it's it's not the most original theory, but it was basically a way to say like the person who pitches the ninth inning doesn't really matter if the team's winning by twelve runs. Right. Like let's look at the guy who comes in and gets one out with the bases loaded in the sixth inning. Okay. And how can we value that guy as much as we value the guy who pitches the ninth inning when the team's winning by three runs? <laughs> oh man, you're Billy right? Bean over here. I was I was I literally thought I was Billy Bean. I in third grade I thought I was Michael Jordan. In twelfth grade I thought I was Billy Bean. <laughs> um and yeah. Speaking of teachers, this is a I can name every single teacher I ever had. Really? Kindergarten, every subject, every year, including college, I believe. Kin wow. Yeah. 
I could go. I could do probably. I could probably go through high school. There might be a couple of gray patches in high school. Yeah. Definitely up to eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Quiz me. Give me a give me a name. Give me a year. <laughs> <laughs> give me a name. Give me a year. Who'd you have for uh, junior year science? Junior year science. What if I knew all of them but junior year science? That was Tim Lynch, who was on Jeopardy. What science was it? Physics. Honors. Not bragging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. All right. How about fifth grade? Fifth grade, I had several teachers, right? So fifth grade, we had teachers for each subject. So oh, I, really? I had, I'll, I mean, I'll go through them all. No big deal. I'll go through. I had a little Dr. Pissonier for my advisor, science teacher. Uh, Miss Salahi, humanities. She then moved up to sixth grade. Underappreciated Nancy Gratz. Little Nancy Gratz action coming at you. <laughs> coming at you in the match. She was. She was underappreciated, that Nancy Gratz. Um, I think her name was Nancy. Miss Gratz. She was She was tremendous. Dude, the way you um, say your teacher's names, I'm, I think like you call them by their first name. So like. it's, I don't, I never would ever do that then. But Nancy, I feel like. cut it. <laughs> and uh, Miss Larson. Senora Larson for Espanol. And. Um, did I name all the major subjects? What did I miss? I said science, English, math, math, history. Am I missing anything else? No, I think that covers um, it. <laughs> Nancy, don't bust <laughs> my balls because you're underappreciated. <laughs> I love Nancy Gretsch. She was, uh, I uh, want to say she was a Norwegian. Does that sound like a Norwegian name? Could be. I feel like I'm missing, as a, I feel like I'm missing a person or a class or something. How about your, hit me with your middle school gym teacher. Well, there was three the whole time I was there. There was Kenny Smith. Uh, Mr. Moore, um, Mrs. Rob, who was also my eighth grade advisor. Then um, Mr. Shade, who coached high school baseball, came in at some point in the middle. Okay. As a replacement for Mr. Moore, I believe. Damn, man. You're like yeah. the rain man of... I'm the rain man of teachers. I remember um, every... This is what I'm saying. Man. I mean, I was a teacher. I was a school guy. <laughs> I liked school. I can remember... Yeah. I love that, man. That's yeah. awesome. There you go. All right. So <laughs> let's bring it in. The way we bring it home, best, okay. worst, and weirdest. I Hit me. This goes however you want to take it. Some people say their best, worst, and weirdest memory. Some people okay. do the best, worst, and weirdest parts of school. Some blend of that. So I just want to know however you want to take it. K to 12, best, worst, and weirdest. Okay, cool. So let's start. This is such an interesting question. Um, The best. So it's funny because I started talking about how I regretted not playing other sports. Right. But my senior year basketball was really, really fun. We had a week schedule. And I was so I was the captain of the team, even though I never played. Okay. Big attitude guy. Yeah. And uh <laughs> I was uh and so it was really fun because we were we had a great record because we played all these terrible teams. Okay. And it was just really fun to be the captain of a team and just be that good. And we were ranked so like this is a kind of a coincidence, but I happen to live and be in the same division as the teams, the St. Anthony's and St. Patrick's, who are often the two best basketball teams in the country. Okay. And so, like, we were oh. never going to win our state championship. I watched a freaking documentary on it. Do they call it the Bermuda Triangle or something? That would make sense. And then there was um, Patterson Catholic was another one, and Bergen Catholic was another one. Uh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm familiar at least with, like, the level of New Jersey basketball. Yeah. It, yes. So... But based on size and location, that is who we compete with. Okay. So our school would never win the state championship in basketball. We were an okay average team, but we weren't like amazing. Yeah. Even though Kyrie Irving went to our school for two years. Wow. And then he was a friend of mine. Not as weird then as he is now. Uh, <laughs> we took science class together. Really? Good guy. I was his lab partner. 
No. It's very strange what's happened to him. You ever text him? So I tried to reach out to him when he was on the Cavs and I went to school in Boston when he wasn't as famous as he is now. Right. Um, but he was obviously in the NBA, so very famous. And he never uh, never, never got back answered. to me. No. Probably, probably his a different number. number probably, yeah. you know, I don't know. Did a lot of <laughs> carried, carried my let me tell you I carried that science team. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie, I know a little. I know a thing or two about carrying teams too, my friend. Um, Did you guys play basketball on the same team at all? Yeah. Wow. He was better than me by a lot. <laughs> Yo, you all right? When we're, uh, I'll tell you this off air. I so it was funny because well now I'll just I'll finish this story and then I'll do best, worst, and weirdest, but. I remember me and him would play together sometimes just one-on-one after school at the beginning of freshman year. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, this is the best person I've ever played with. But at the time, you don't really have an understanding of like, does that mean he'll start on the varsity team or does that mean he'll win an NBA championship with LeBron? You know? So I just remember being like, he's way better than me. But I'm faster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Kyrie, you beat me 11-1, but let's run a 10-mile race. Um, So, oh, and I beat him in one-on-one one time. Wow. Yeah. We can. Uh, we checked up. I made a three. And then I said, my ankle hurt and I had to go home. Two nothing. <laughs> and I can call Rob Frangillo right now. I'm backing up. <laughs> he was in the gym. Rob, I've probably. Yeah. There was. In college, I probably just like texted that person, Rob, random times, being like, hey, someone here doesn't believe that I beat Kyrie. And he'd be like, oh, no, you beat him. <laughs> That's all our relationships been since graduation is him backing it's up. It's just story. like that. Happy birthday, like three texts <laughs> a year. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Did I beat Kyrie? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the best, the best would be that season. Super fun. Okay. So it was awesome. To, and on, to be Rudy is really fun. Yeah. Anytime a crowd is chanting your name. Yes. It's really fun. Absolutely. Um, so that was awesome. Worst, I would say worst is I'll I'll skip to weirdest. Weirdest I would say like my lack of the kind of thing I was talking about before like not going to any dances and not like talking to other girls right. that was weird. Right. Looking back on it it was weird. It's kind of the thing where I wish that uh I'd done more of that. Yeah. Um yeah. So that was probably the weirdest thing. I'm trying to think if there's any other like funnier weird ones. Um, there's the time. Let's see. I once hit a cop car on the way to school. That was pretty weird. Wow. <laughs> it was in the snow, and my car just slid down a slid down a hill right into the cop car. Um, oh, I'll say this for worse because this is a good one. Um, I got in trouble my senior year of. Uh, of high school. Okay. And that was one of the worst experiences. Yeah. I, so my friend, Mark Bailanchik, this guy's all over this podcast. So I grew up right around the corner, literally from Holstein's, which is where the Sopranos ends. Oh, wow. So that was just like our ice cream place growing up. Good onion rings, I hear. So the onion rings are fine. The ice cream is tremendous. It's really good ice cream. Um, And that was just our standard spot growing up, right? It wasn't anything fancy or special. And then it became the Sopranos place, right? Yeah. And so literally we couldn't go there anymore because the lines that summer were like around the corner right? for like this random place in Bloomfield, which yeah. is like, what's going on here? Yeah. So, and it was like that summer, if you remember, and like the years after was like just Sopranos. It was like all over the place. And I right. grew up right here and all that stuff takes place. That's where I grew up. So Mark and I made a Facebook group called, this is really, it was pretty funny. It was called like, Yes, I'm from like New Jersey, but no, I'm not in the mafia or something like that. It was like a silly Facebook group, right? right? And 
it was back in the days of Facebook groups, first of all. And like people would join our group and whatever. And then we got called into the office because some Mike Oropolo, uh, <laughs> that fucking pimple, uh, <laughs> ratted us out and said we were, our group was somehow offensive to Italian people. Oh my God. And dude. we were like, which, I don't know, whatever. It, which was, and then we were like, well, I'm like, Mark was Italian. And we were like, how is this? Yeah. We we're like, I don't even really understand. And it was basically, they were just getting like bullied by the, you know, his parents or whatever. Yeah. Which is the downside of private school. Parents have too much influence. Uh, say, yeah. And so we were basically gotten like semi serious trouble. Really? For that. Yeah. Wow. And then it was like a whole thing where like our parents like had to like fight back against that. And it was like, I'm a no drama guy. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, just leave me out of this. Like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, good luck with all that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so that was probably the that was probably the worst. Okay. Um, yeah, it just like wasn't fun. It was like I'm in trouble for being racist. I don't think that that's yeah. really. <laughs> I was like, I, that doesn't really feel fair to me. Right. <laughs> to be yeah. yeah. Um. So that's that sucked. But it, senior year basketball was really fun. Yeah, hey, made up for it. Yeah. Brian, this has been a blast. It really has been, man. Thank you for having me. Come back for a cookie. I would love to. <laughs> it was incredible. All right. All right. That was the episode with Brian Elberg. Had a lot of fun recording that. A lot of fun catching up with Brian. Uh, just talking teacher stuff with him, student stuff with him. Brian is his own energy, so I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, check out some of his. He's got two podcasts. Check them out. Uh, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, wouldn't be a show without listeners. Please make sure you follow, subscribe, share, whatever it is you can do with your podcast platform. Please do it. I'm putting clips on YouTube every week, so please follow uh, Phil Valentine on YouTube. And uh, share the show with a friend if you enjoyed it. I hope you like the intro and outro song as much as I do. That's done by the great Derek Alexander-Smith. And we've had some awesome flyers and posters uh, these last couple weeks done by the great Schmanks. Thanks a lot, guys. So long.